This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Visit SmartGolfDeals.com for promotions and savings. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And good morning, Canada, and welcome to another Saturday morning edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully alongside Bob Weeks. Mark Sacchino is going to be joining us in hour two. He's actually on location covering the Rocket Mortgage Classic for PGA Tour Radio. So looking forward to hearing from Mark in hour two. Just how different has a tournament been to cover in this new COVID world? Looking forward to hearing that conversation. We're going to be giving away six dozen TP5, TP5X picks, golf balls, the same golf ball that Ricky Fowler helped co-design. We'll be giving that away at about 8.45, 45 minutes time from now. So stay tuned for that. And we'll be hearing from all the contenders at the Rocket Mortgage as well. But bring in now Bob Weeks. Bob, how are you this morning? I am good. It's a, it's a lovely Saturday here. Um, looking forward to... You can hear me probably better now. Oh, Sorry. there we go. There we go. Hello. <laughs> Much better. Hello. Is, it, is the microphone on? The microphone's on now. Sorry. <laughs> there we go. We can talk. You can hear. And that's, that's the way it works. Yes. 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 The, the home studios. But no, good to have you, Bob. Uh, since our last show, a lot has happened uh, in the golf world. But uh, you personally, have you gotten out on the golf course in the last couple of days? I haven't. Uh, I've been so busy with uh, with what's going on, work, following everything. But tomorrow morning, a little tea time at 8 a.m. and then uh, okay. Monday and maybe Tuesday. So some golf in the future, but uh, nothing in the past. A How about little, you? You're little, up and still up in Mono no, you're up up in Quebec somewhere, right? Yes. Yeah, so I'm currently in Mont Tremblant. Played a couple nice. of courses. Have, have you played up here, Bob? At all? Uh, not for years. Long, long time ago. Yeah. It's it's actually very nice. There's a Good, good uh, trio of courses up there. Yeah, so we played Le, uh, Le Diable on Thursday, and then we played Le Met yesterday, and then today we play Le Giant, I believe. And I actually, I have to give a personal shout-out here. One of my friends, Gavin, shot a bogey-free round yesterday. So pretty wow. tough when I'm facing off against the guy. We're both four handicaps, and he goes bogey-free on me, Bob. That's, uh, you hate to see Did that. He have when you say bogey free, that's like that means like not even any double bogeys or triple bogeys, right? That's what I always yeah. think of. No, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, it's funny. It's, it's all parties and birdies. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because he told one of his buddies that over text, and his buddy responded saying, "How many triples and doubles?" But no, he made sixteen pars and two birdies for a two under seventy, beating me by seven actually. So, uh, but nice. looking forward, to, looking forward to getting back out there today. But there's a lot of golf going on in the world right now. First on the PGA Tour, of course. Uh, but Bob, there's a lot of news going around. So first, let's hit some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. Tomorrow's stars today. All right, Bob, so obviously the Rocket Mortgage Classic, 36 holes in the books. We're going to get to that shortly. 
But first, I just noticed something on the Corn Ferry Tour where there's a Canadian in the mix. Just one there shot off the lead, Taylor Pendrith, rounds of 68, 70, 67. One of the longest bombers, really, you could say in the world. He absolutely bombs it out there. And Taylor Pendrith has another chance for a professional victory today because it's a Wednesday to Saturday finish. Yeah, and Taylor has been really sort of the the guy we've all been waiting to break out he has all sorts of injury problems and uh he was one of those guys who kind of benefited from the, the little shutdown because he did get a chance to get healthy right now and you're right this could be a a big step for him again this is going to be tough for all the corn fairy guys this year because there's not going to be anybody jumping up to the next level next year with what we know is going on in the, in the delays and the pandemic pause and stuff. But listen, when you get a win, that's uh, that's as good as, uh, as you can do on that tour. So uh, great for Taylor Pendrith to see him in the hunt. Definitely great to see him in the hunt. He has one shot off the lead with one round to go. Another Canadian as well in the top 10, Adam Svensson, 71, 70, 68. We're going to get to leaderboard updates a little later in the show. But more news now on the PGA Tour side of things. And sticking with Canadians, Nick Taylor making his first start next week since the PGA Tour resumed play. Yeah, so Nick has been taking a little extra time in uh, out, out east or out west, I should say. He went back there. Um, during the pandemic and at first he thought he was going to have to come back and quarantine for two weeks he doesn't have to do that now but he just decided he wanted to spend a little extra time he's got a young son and he and his wife and their their families are all out there so he thought you know let's let's take a little extra time here where there's no rush he's got his win at Pebble Beach so he doesn't have to worry about trying to uh, keep a card or anything like that um, and so now he's going to come back down. He's been playing out there. They had a little mini tour of the Vancouver Golf Tour, and, and Nick's been been playing there. How would you like to be that one of the guys on that little tour? And all of a sudden, here comes uh, one of the best players in the world to play. Uh, but he's kind of kept his game sharp by doing that. And uh, he's not going to be alone next week, by the way. Six Canadians in the field at uh, the Workday Challenge. So it's uh, it's going to be a full contingent of the Canucks uh, going for uh, going for this sort of fill-in tournament that they've uh, created once John Deere pulled out. Yeah, so looking at uh, his PGA Tour profile right now, Nick Taylor, this will be his technically his third tournament only since winning at Pebble Beach since the Players' Championship was obviously canceled. So you mentioned he has played some golf, but as we saw, you know, a couple weeks ago at the Colonial, expectations for these guys some guys have played a lot of golf, some guys haven't, but it seems like Nick has played a fair share of golf uh, during this little uh, reboot. Yeah, and, and good for him. You know, I think in reality we're sort of talking about uh, um, talking about him playing on the Vancouver Golf Tour and, and, you know, honing his game there, but I think what he's been really doing is helping out some of the guys there. Helping. I, that was a tour where he got some, some starts, so it's, uh, it's good for him to kind of give back a little bit while he has the time. So six Canadians in the field, including Nick Taylor, next week. But Tiger Woods, not in the field again at the Workday Charity Open. It's the Muirfield double. They're going back-to-back weeks at Muirfield. Bob, was this surprising to you when you heard that Tiger will not be playing next week? No, there was, you know, I was chatting with uh, with some people and there were some rumors going around that because Tiger's uh, uh, agent, Mark Steinberg, has some some good ties to work day that maybe he could convince Tiger to play. But I think we're all waiting for uh, next Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. to see if his <laughs> name is on the list because I think uh, a lot of eyes and a lot of people have, have made guesses, myself included, that, that he'll, he'll make a return at, uh, at the Memorial Tournament, which is going to be obviously the same site as this week, this, the 
workday tournament. Um, mm-hmm. But not a, not a huge shock, a little bit of a surprise, I guess. But um, at some point, he's going to he's going to show up, and at some point, he's going to play. And uh, when he does, we'll all sing hallelujah and welcome back. Literally, because you know, there's so much anticipation around Tiger's return. You know, talking about his season, you know, obviously the, the win at Zozo back in 2019, but a part of this wraparound season, a fairly decent start at, at Farmers, and then he finishes last at Genesis. And then he pulls out of the Players' Championship. Obviously, COVID-19 happens. But then he comes back in this charity match, Bob. And as we've mentioned many times before, he looked pretty darn good in that match. So a lot of fans, I think, are anticipating... I would say their expectations are pretty high whenever Tiger does return, don't you think? Yeah, and I think there's been there was a leak of a video this earlier this week of him swinging mm-hmm. and that showed him, you know, full on and really there was no uh, no hesitation, no aching, no worries, nothing going wrong with his swing. So, um I I think we're all anticipating a healthy Tiger uh whenever it is that he does come back. So Tiger not in the field, six Canadians are in the field and among those as well in the field World number two, John Rahm, number four, Justin Thomas, number five, Brooks Kepka, Patrick Reed, Patrick Cantley, Phil Mickelson, Justin Rose, Xander Shoffley, Bubba Watson, Gary Woodland, Jordan Spieth. So, you know, maybe this week at the Rocket Mortgage, not the greatest field, or probably the, the worst field, I guess you could say, during the restart. But, Bob, next week, pretty darn good field. I think a lot of guys looked at the schedule and said, okay, I'm going to play probably the first three events, which is mm-hmm. uh, up to last week, and then take a week off, which is this week. And then once they decided to hold two events in one spot, I think a lot of guys said, okay, that's great. Then I don't have to move around. I don't have to worry too much. I don't have to get on a flight. Or if you're a Victor Hovland, I don't have to get in my car and drive to another tournament. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> I think the uh, um, I think that, uh, that sort of, when, when you looked at the schedule, it just made sense that the Rocket Mortgage was probably the one a lot of guys were going were gonna to skip. And um, because I, I know a lot of players love Travelers, so uh, that was those first three tournaments were kind of, I don't want to say can't miss, but, but favorites for a lot of people. So um, when you get two events in one spot, though, during this pandemic and you don't have to go anywhere and it's on a golf course that a lot of players like, it made sense that the field was going to be pretty big for the workday and also the next week at Memorial. Looking forward to discussing that tournament next week, uh, throughout the week, on Golf Talk Canada. And speaking of guys in the field next week, Matthew Fitzpatrick is in the field, but he's going to have a familiar caddy. Bones is going to be on the bag for Matthew Fitzpatrick for both tournaments at Muirfield. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting story. So Matthew Fitzpatrick has a regular caddy, uh, Billy Foster, who's a legendary caddy, caddied for uh, Seve Ballesteros and caddy for Lee Westwood. But he wanted to stay over in England with his family during the pandemic, at least for the first little while. He was a little bit uh, worried about having to come over in quarantine and do all that. So uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick used to fill in caddy for the first couple of weeks. And then uh, he he sort of let it be known, I guess, out there that he was looking for somebody for the for the two at uh, Memorial. And lo and behold, he got a text from from Bones saying, hey, I'm available if you want a caddy. Uh, Bones, of course, has been working for... Um, on, on the television broadcast for NBC, but they're not doing those events. So he has those two weeks off and uh, he's going to uh, strap on the bag one more time and we'll see how he makes it around. He's got some, he's got bad knees. He's had them both replaced. So uh, he's not going to be doing this full time anytime soon. I don't think, but for a couple of weeks, Matthew Fitzpatrick's got himself one of the best caddies in the game. And this isn't the first time Bones is filling in. He caddied for Justin Thomas as well. A couple of years ago when Thomas's caddy, Jimmy Johnson, I believe it was a foot issue 
at the time. So it'll be fun to see Bones back on the bag. Obviously, he was Phil Mickelson's caddy for upwards of 25 years. And Bob, before we go to break, uh, one of the weirder stories from 2019 was what happened, whatever happened on an airplane with Torbjorn Olison, and he was obviously suspended for what happened. And the European Tour now has lifted that suspension for the time being for Olison. It's sort of a weird scenario. They're not, they're not really sort of saying, okay, Olison, uh, you got a clean slate here. Olison was on a plane and, as you said, had some, did some crazy things on there and, and is facing some charges. But because uh, those charges have taken so long to come to the front. They've temporarily lifted the, lifted the suspension for him so he can play. Um, I, I think it'll be a different situation if and when he gets into court or if and when he's convicted. Uh, but I don't know exactly how uh, how they'll handle that. But for the time being, I think he's uh, innocent until proven guilty. So the European Tour is going to give him a chance to earn a living for a little while. A crazy story for sure. And we'll be keeping track of that as things progress well on the other side we're going to hear from some of the contenders at the rocket mortgage classic including webb simpson who's looking for his third victory of the season this is golf talk canada this segment of gtc was brought to you by smartgolfdeals.com the smartest way to shop for golf This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the drivers so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside another Saturday morning edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully alongside Bob Weeks. Mark Sacchino is going to be joining us in hour two. He's covering the Rocket Mortgage Classic on the grounds in Detroit. So looking forward to hearing how different the experience has been through 36 holes so far. But Bob, 36 holes in. Chris Kirk, Webb Simpson, your co-leaders. How about the year Webb Simpson has been having a couple weeks ago after winning the RBC Heritage. We sort of had this conversation about most underrated players in the game. But if Webb wins this week, Bob, he can move up to number two in the world. This guy's been on fire. The He would be the number one ranked American golfer, which is saying quite a bit. Mm. And um, <laughs> I tell you, it's, uh, it's amazing when you look at 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 what his game's comprised of and you know we're talking all about big hitters and long hitters and he's like 285 averaging this week off the tee uh, but his iron play and his putting has just been absolutely spectacular and um, I asked him earlier this week in the press conference if he thought he was getting enough attention for what he has accomplished so far and he's, he was very he was very cordial about it he said oh you know I respect the writers but I don't really read them or anything like that I'm just kind of worried about what I'm trying to do but he's very quietly become one of the best golfers in the game in my opinion I mean he's always been great but you know when you when you sit there and talk about great players you sit there and think okay Rory and Bryson and Tiger and and his name doesn't come up as much as I think as it should but maybe after this week it will I couldn't agree more and I mean looking ahead to the weekend here 
Webb Simpson, second on the PGA Tour in third round scoring average and leading the PGA Tour in final round scoring average, averaging 67.5 in the final rounds and 66.5 during the third round. So looking forward to seeing what Webb can do this weekend. But so he is currently tied for the lead with Chris Kirk. And after his round on Friday, Webb Simpson spoke to the media. I mean, I'm definitely, I feel like as confident in my abilities as I've been. Um, you know, I'm having as much fun as I've ever had. Um, and, you know, I know how this game works. Sometimes it feels like a job and a grind. Sometimes you're just having a blast, and that's how I'm looking at it right now. I'm just having fun um, competing, uh, you know, embracing the challenges that we face on the golf course instead of shying away. And, um, you know, when you couple that with confidence, it's, it's a good thing. A great thing, that's for sure. So Webb Simpson tied for the lead, looking for his third PGA Tour win of the season one in Phoenix earlier this year, won the RBC Heritage, and now looking for win numero three. Chris Kirk tied for the lead, Bob, 67-65 uh, through the first two rounds of the Rocket Mortgage. And this is just a, a great story for a guy who, quite frankly, has been through a lot in the last couple of years. Yeah, he stepped away from the tour last May and uh, to deal with uh, with alcoholism and um, some de some anxiety and depression, and some mental issues, and really was more worried about getting his life back in order rather than his, his just his golf game. Uh, but he's come out the other side, and he's trying to do he's trying to become the third person to do a very unusual thing, and that is to win uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour one week and then the next start win Ooh. on the PGA Tour because he just won that. I think Paul Stankowski and Emiliano Grillo are the uh, the ones that uh, have also done it. So uh, he's uh, he's a very inspiring story right now and uh, and great to see his name at the top of the leaderboard. It's a great story for sure and awesome to see him playing some great golf looking at his starts this season on the PGA Tour in his seven starts. He's missed the cut five times and his best finished T33 back at Mayakoba, but he is a 36-hole co-leader, the third of his career. Let's hear from Chris Kirk. I ended up in, in both of those spots from you know probably being a little bit too aggressive on my on my press shots, but that's that's the mentality I definitely take when I'm when I'm playing well. That's when I want to put the pedal down a little bit more and and maybe fire a little bit more pins. But yeah, the bunker shot on 11 and then that little pitch shot from behind the green on 12 were both both pretty straightforward shots, and I and I hit very good shots. But you know, to see them both go in the middle of the hole obviously takes a lot of luck. Rounds of 67-65 for Chris Kirk. He is currently tied for the lead with Webb Simpson with 36 holes to go. Seamus Power among those at 11 under, 67-66. And then there's Matthew Wolf. And Bob, you know, on Thursday show, we talked about Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland, Matthew Wolf, all graduating from college around the same time and all have won now on the PGA Tour but it's been a bit of a struggle for Matthew Wolf since that victory. He's looking for his first top 10 since that win last July. What have you seen from Matthew Wolf through the first two rounds here? Well, yesterday I got the chance to see a lot of him on the on the broadcast, and uh, and man, it's uh, it's fun to watch him play. He's uh, he's a fast player. He's a quick player. He was talking about how he was perhaps trying to be a little bit too perfect with a lot of his shots, especially on the green, and, and just relaxed a little bit more, uh, not not get so uh, uptight about the actual minutia of what it takes to make a shot, and I think that's showing through a bit. 
you know, he's he's still. We always forget about these guys who come out and and have so much success early on that they're still learning about uh, the PGA Tour. They're still learning about being a golf professional. Don't forget, a year and a half ago, this guy was playing college golf. So. Um, still, still some stuff to go, but man, it's, uh, he's got a funky swing, but it sure works. He's definitely got a very funky swing. And before we talk about him a little more, Matthew Wolf, after his round, he also spoke to the media. You know, I think the biggest thing is I got off to such a good start and, you know, six birdies, you know, from, what was it? Third or 14. Four, yeah, 14 to one, I guess, because I started on 10. Um, I just felt like, you know, I wasn't really worrying about the cut at that point. I was worrying about, you know, putting myself in the best spot and keep on making more birdies. And, you know, when you're feeling that good, you're not really worried about, you know, missing shots. You're just kind of taking dead aim. And um, it was nice, you know, to not be around the cut this time and to put myself in a good spot going into the weekend because, you know, as I've learned the last couple of weeks, you definitely can't win on the first two days, but you can, <laughs> you can sure as heck lose. It's a very fascinating quote there from Matthew Wolf saying he's not worrying about the cut. And Bob, as you and I or any golfer tuning into the show, whether you're a 40 handicap or a plus two handicap, this game is such a mental game. And for Matthew Wolf to eliminate that mindset that the cut is now behind him and, and now he can attack the leaderboard certainly worked for him. And I, I know we've made this comparison before on Golf Talk Canada, but would you almost say that because of this funky swing and how it's so different and that no one else has tried anything near it, that he is basically like the modern day Jim Furyk? Would that be a fair comparison? Yeah, he, uh, you know, I think Tiger always talks about players. He said there's only three players in, in golf who ever owned their swing. He said it was Ben Hogan, Mo Norman, and me. <laughs> and, but I think, I think if you, if you look at, if you look at uh, Jim Furyk, for sure, and and uh, I mean, look, Daniel Berger a couple of weeks ago has that mm -hmm. club so way laid off at the top of the swing. I mean, it's it's ridiculous where his club comes from and gets to. Uh, Matthew Wolf, when you the one thing that all these guys have in common though is if you freeze frame them at impact, I mean, it looks pure, and it's it's just how they deliver the club to that point that really is in question and it makes everybody go, "Whoa, that looks different." But there's there's so many kind of cookie cutter swings out there that uh, that I loved watching these guys and I love the individuality of it. Um, it makes you it just makes you appreciate the fact that you can get it done in so many different ways in this game. And and speaking of different ways to get it done in this game, another week, another week for Bryson DeChambeau in contention. He is T3 after two rounds with rounds of 66, 67, always only leading the field in driving off the tee, 346 yards, averaging off the tee. Before we get into Bryson DeChambeau, let's hear from the incredible bulk. I feel like there's another level. I've, I've felt that before, and I want to reach that level. And then my iron play, I need to figure out why I'm hitting it on the heel and missing it a little right every once in a while. That's uh, something that I, I need to clean up. The most important part is uh, just trying to be the casino. Uh, I keep going back to that statement. Uh, it's something that, you know, I'll keep functioning off of till, till the day I die because um, over time, I think if I keep giving myself enough of those, I'll learn how to hit wet shots even better than I am now and give myself more keep give myself more opportunities to make those birdies. So I'm not really too concerned. I'm actually excited that uh, I have that opportunity. Well, we just mentioned Matthew Wolf and doing things differently, and Bryson DeChambeau is taking that to a whole new level with the seven protein shakes in a day and putting on all this muscle and flexibility, obviously, to be putting on all this weight. But, you know, it's funny listening to those clips, Bob, because 
he's he's obviously playing very well but he knows that he can be so much better and that's quite a mindset to have for a guy who's looking for a seventh straight top 10. After Thursday's round he said he only had his B game and uh, that was a 66 so uh, I found it interesting to note the the difference between Bryson and Webb, who are arguably the two hottest golfers in the game right now, as you mentioned, Bryson averaging 346 yards off the tee, Webb 293. Uh, <laughs> Webb is tied for fourth in accuracy off the tee. Bryson tied for 93rd, <laughs> and uh, Bryson is tied for 57th in greens and regulation, or, and uh, and Webb is tied for second. So again, you know, it's it's so amazing to see these guys getting it done in different ways. They're only one shot apart at the top of the leaderboard, but. Uh, that's that's what I love about this game is just the individuality of it and and you know it doesn't matter how you get it done it's just how many different strokes are different folks it doesn't matter what how big you are how small you are you know these guys are just so good and do it in so many different ways well speaking of different coming up after the break the good the bad the ugly in the world of golf it's winners weird and what this is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the driver so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside another Saturday morning edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully alongside Bob Weeks. Mark Sacchino is going to be joining us in about an hour's time now. He is on location at the Rocket Mortgage Classic covering the PGA Tour event there for PGA Tour Radio. Looking forward to hearing his insights about how different the first two days have been for him covering the event on the commentating side of things. But, Bob, it's our favorite time of the show. It's Winners Weird and What, and this week you have the tee. So so what do I do, just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. All right, Adam. My uh, my winner this week is a guy we mentioned already. <clears throat> it's Chris Kirk, and uh, mm-hmm. and I'm not picking him because of his fine play at the moment, but I'm picking him uh, not only because of what he went through to battle alcoholism, but for the fact that uh, he wouldn't get into details on this, but he did reveal that he has helped other people who are on mm-hmm. the PGA Tour. So the winner part is because his story now, and he's been very open about it, and he's basically, I don't think I've heard a press conference or an interview that he's given uh, where he hasn't talked about it and hasn't been open about it and been very understanding about it, has obviously now helped other people. And he talked about the, you know, the lonely life on the PGA Tour. It looks great. It's glamorous, and you're in fast, you know, fancy cars and great hotels and all these kind of things, but you are alone a lot, and you're away from your family. His family doesn't travel that much with him. He's got three kids. So he talked about the, the troubles that he's had, and now he's reaching out, and, and he's not going out and reaching two people, but they're coming to him 
and he's been helping him out uh, with with the same problems that he's gone through, and 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 that's just absolutely wonderful for for a guy like Chris Kirk. So my, he's easily my winner this week. Yeah, it, it certainly it certainly is. You know, uh, it's awesome that to see that he's helping people with a, a, an issue, a problem that so many people in the world uh, suffer from and, and battle. And as you mentioned. You know, we watch these guys on the PGA Tour week in, week out, and you know, in a pre-COVID world, talking about private jets and and having personal chefs and having eight different trainers, and Bryson DeChambeau as an entourage of like twelve guys walking around with them with a track man and a towel and everything. But for a lot of these guys, it's not a glamorous life. It's you know, it's hotel by yourself, dinner by yourself, and for Chris Kirk to take this step and and now help others with this issue, uh, bravo to Chris Kirk. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lonelier life these days when the guys are basically going from the course to their hotel room. I talked to Adam yeah. Hadwin this week, and he said the only thing he was planning to do this week was to make the five-minute walk from his hotel down to the river so he could wave at Canada. <laughs> so, <laughs> Detroit. Uh, my weird this week, and this is a weird one, this takes us to Lebanon, Count- Lebanon County, Pennsylvania. Oh boy. And the town is experiencing a bunch of mystery golf balls. So let me explain what I mean by that. Somehow, somewhere, somebody is leaving golf balls all over the streets and in different lots and in different places uh, in, in Lebanon County. And they can't figure out where they're coming from or who's doing it or why they're doing it. So, for instance, there's a car dealership. Uh, it's called Click Lewis. And he said golf, the owner there is a, a guy by the name of Scott Ryan. He said golf balls started appearing on the car lot 18 to 24 months ago. He said one day there's 56, another day there's three or four, 31 balls. He says there's no damage. They don't hit them at the car, so nobody's firing shots at them. He said, but he just can't figure it out. So he put a message about this up on Facebook, and he said, yeah, we're getting a lot of responses. Balls are turning up on, on residential streets and in backyards, and nobody can figure out the... the uh, uh, the car dealership actually went back and looked at their security footage, and they couldn't figure out who was leaving the golf balls there. But somewhere in Lebanon County, there is some guy leaving golf balls. One guy even said that uh, he takes his dog for a walk. Every time he comes home, the dog has two balls, two golf balls in his uh, in his mouth. So it's not very difficult to figure out what is going on in Lebanon County. How about that? Would you any thoughts about what might happen? How it happens? Wow, that's, um, you know, throughout our time on Golf Talk Canada, Bob, you always have these great weirds that are, quite frankly, bizarre. And th- <laughs> this this is up there. This, like, I think we should do like a Sports Center top 10 of your weirds on Golf Talk Canada <laughs> yeah, and put them all together. This would probably be like a four or five up there. This is a wild story. <laughs> uh, I still think the one where the guy driving the golf cart because he was afraid some guy was chasing him to eat his brain. That was my favorite. But, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, and my what this week is, uh, what a story for Charlie Reimer. We all know Charlie Reimer yes. is a PJ Tour player, and perhaps more so as a... Uh, a guy on uh, on uh, Morning Drive on Golf Channel, but uh, he got stricken with uh, COVID-19, and he said it was not a lot of fun. He uh, thankfully has recovered, but he was in in the uh, in the hospital with it, and he said it was scary. He said there were nights when he was lying there in the dark, thinking some pretty dre- depressing thoughts, yeah. and 
man, it's uh, it's nice to hear that he's he's back, but he's still got a ways to go. He said to recover and to try and get back into uh, into shape where he can play golf and do things like that. So uh, nice to see that Charlie Reimer has recovered, but boy, you don't wish that on anybody. And it makes you, when you hear about people, I don't really know, I'm not sure if you do, but I haven't really known anybody who's who's been stricken with it. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, which is amazing because there's so many people. But when you hear these individual stories, it really brings home about how important it is to do all the, follow all the protocols. You know, it, it really is, and, and I, I don't, knock on wood, know anyone who, who has, um, has COVID-19. And this sort of, it goes back to one of your tweets, actually, earlier this week, Bob, when you were talking about people wearing a mask, but it's pretty useless if the mask isn't over your nose, right? Yeah, right, exactly, exactly. I don't know what about, what's going on with that. Anyway, Adam, the tea is yours. Yeah, well, I, I had the coffee. I got to activate the calves, and I got to step on one here. <laughs> Come on, baby. That's what I'm going to do today. Hit bombs and attack the pin. Well, Weeksy, I've got to say, we have been hitting some bombs up here at Mont Tremblant. It's been fun to play. But uh, anyway, my winner this week, some tweets about Bryson DeChambeau from a couple of European Tour players. Starting with Eddie Pepperell. Uh, he tweeted out on July 2nd, so this would have been Thursday, with every drive Bryson hits, I see my impending barista job come closer. And then he <laughs> tweeted out about 20 minutes later, Bryson's mid and long irons have reportedly showed up on today's ADP unemployment report. So uh, some, some, some little jabs there from Eddie Pepperell, but this is one of the guys, uh, some of his tweets are, you know, you definitely can't read them on the air. They're, they're a little off color, but this guy shows a lot of personality on social media, doesn't it? Oh man, and uh, and even in real life too, had a chance to to chat with him a couple times. But he's a real character. But I think social media is definitely his forte. And I mean, it's got to be if you are a golf pro and you don't hit it a long way, and you watch what Bryson's doing, man, it's got to be scary, right? It's got to be terrifying. And this goes through right to another tweet from Matt Wallace, who's in the mix at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. He said, uh, just heard my man Bryson DeChambeau hit nine iron into 14 today. I hit four iron, hit them both flush. So, so Bryson's hitting it five clubs farther wow. than a guy like Matt Wallace. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, it's working for him. So good for him. My weird this week. So on Golf Talk Canada, we always talk about you know our putting strokes. And Mark Zucchino has about 12 different ones he's gone to over the years, although his current ones has stuck with him quite some time but this might be this might take the cake of weirdest things i've ever heard about a professional golfer tommy fleetwood when he won the open de france in 2018 at le club national which hosted the 2018 Ryder cup for part of the back nine he was making putts with his eyes closed this is a story that came out earlier this week have you ever tried this bob putting with your eyes closed I can't say I've ever done that. I, I remember there was a drill once that Dave Stockton had in a magazine years ago where he said you should putt uh, with your eyes as a practice thing. You should putt with your eyes on the hole, something I think Jordan Spieth did for yep. a while. But uh, no, never, never, uh, never with my eyes closed. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange story. I've never heard about something this before. Fleetwood actually tweeted, I remember this well. This was a technique I, <clears throat> I worked on with Phil Kenyon to free up my stroke and basically get out of your own way. It makes sense. I've tried to do it, I think, a couple times in the practice putting green, and I think I whiffed both balls. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I don't know. I mean, you, you know me and putting, so whatever it takes, whatever it helps, uh, I might have to try it. 
You know, I'll tell you a story from this just clicked in my mind. I hope we got time for this, but Absolutely. years ago, years ago, George Newton uh, worked with a with a mental coach, and he went and played Glen Abbey, mm-hmm. and they basically he got he got set up with every single shot. So drive right through to his putt. He got set up to hit the shot, and then they they blindfolded him somehow, and he swung, and he shot. I think he shot, as I recall, sixty nine at Glen Abbey. With his basically playing every swing with his eyes closed. So how about what? that? <laughs> yeah, I'll have to wow. find that story. I, I'm I'm probably not doing it justice, but I got to go and find that story. But I remember that from years and years and years ago. That is that's a crazy. fascinating. Yeah, with your eye with blindfolded. That's uh, bizarre. And and speaking of bizarre, that's where we're going with my what this weekend. What on earth is going on with Jason Day? Three missed cuts during the restart and a T46. That's his best finish during this four tournament stretch. He's still leading the PGA Tour in strokes gained around the greens, but 157th in driving accuracy, 141st in greens and regulation. Obviously, Bob, his health has always been a hot topic. Couldn't play in the President's Cup due to a bad back. He's had cortisone shots. He almost had to pull out of the Masters last year on the second hole after picking up one of his children and his back just went out. Then he almost won the Masters last year. What on earth is happening with Jason Day? Yeah, I don't even think Jason Day knows what's happening with Jason Day. <laughs> I mean, that's the uh, that's the it's it's one of the craziest stories of a guy. I mean, we know he's got the bad back, and I know he's tried to adjust his swing to take the pressure off that. He's worked pretty hard on that with his coach, former caddy Colin Swatton. But um, I don't know if he's caught in between swings or if he's, you know, oh, man, what it is. It's just a very strange situation and and yet it's terrible to see because Jason Day was one of the best players in the world. He was so dominant. I, I'll never forget that 2015 Open Championship leaving a birdie putt short in the jaws at St. Andrews on a Monday finish and then six days later similar putt at Glen Abbey pours it in for the win goes on to win the PGA Championship, one of FedEx Cup events as well, moving to number one in the world. And before we go to break, Bob, you mentioned a name there, and I think this makes a lot of sense personally, but when Jason Day and Cole Swatton, when, when his now swing coach, but when he stopped caddying for Jason Day, things have sort of gone off the rails. Jason Day's had a revolving door of caddies, including Steve Williams for a time last year. I wonder if maybe that's part of the issue. What do you think? Well, at this point, you know, when you're when you're <laughs> the old the old story, the old rule is when you're when you're in digging a hole, the first uh, or when you're stuck in a hole, the first rule is to stop digging, right? So maybe yeah, <laughs> maybe you go back and and uh, and do what worked for you back when. So maybe that's what he needs to try and do and get Cole back on the bag and see if that helps. Uh, we'll see if it helps for Jason Day, but uh, it's been a bizarre little stretch for him. Now 58th in the official world rankings. Well, coming up after the break. We are going to give away six dozen TaylorMade picks, golf balls as a part of 20 Weeks of TaylorMade. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Welcome back inside another morning edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully alongside Bob Weeks. Mark Sakino is going to join us 
in hour two. He's currently in Detroit covering the Rocket Mortgage Classic in person. We're going to discuss what it's been like to be on the grounds covering a tournament. Uh, I'm sure it is bizarre. But Bob, this is a, a very big time in the show. It's time to give away six dozen golf balls. Some could say balls for life. For some of me, maybe balls for a couple weeks. Uh, but Bradley Troy from Kawartha Lakes, you are our champion. You've won six dozen TP5 picks golf balls. Six dozen go golf balls we just gave away there, Bob. How long would it take you to go through six dozen golf balls? Um, <laughs> I don't hit it far enough anymore to really know. It, I, that would last me for quite a while. That would be, I would be pretty good. I could probably get to through most of the season, I think. Most of the rest of the season, let's say, with that, depending on how many car paths I hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I I, uh, I lose maybe a few more. There's still a few foul balls in my arsenal from time to time, or a little army golf left, right, left, right. So, uh, but no, congratulations to Bradley Troy from Kawartha Lakes. You have won six dozen TP5 TP5X picks golf balls. We're actually going to hear from TaylorMade's Mike Fox an hour or two as well on the origin of these golf balls. What was What's the story behind it? It's a fascinating story and interview. We're going to play that in about 25 minutes' time. Bob was a part of 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Next week, we're giving away a milled grind to wedge. That's our prize next week. Now, I know a couple, I guess probably closer to two months ago, uh, we all picked out some custom wedges. This is an option on TaylorMade's website. The My MG2 Wedge program has your wedge arrived yet, Bob? Uh, yes, it has. As a matter of fact, I was cleaning up in my office yesterday, and I noticed it there. Oh. So I'm uh, I haven't got it in play yet, though. But uh, but I think that might make a uh, might make a uh, debut performance tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, I uh, I got mine as well. I got a matte black finish with my name on it, and the club is just so pretty that I haven't actually yeah. used it yet. It's sitting in my bag. It's like, I don't want to mess this thing up. It just looks so nice, right? <laughs> I've got the high toe wedges in my bag, and I really like them. They've been, they've been really good for me this year. So uh, I'm kind of reluctant to try and trade something in and out. But you always got to test and see if you can get something even better, right? Yeah, 100% for sure. And speaking of getting better, let's hit some leaderboard updates now across the world of golf on the PGA Tour. Chris Kirk, Webb Simpson, your co-leaders at 12 under par. They're teeing off at 2.05 Eastern this afternoon. Seamus Power, Matthew Wolf, who's a team tailor-made guy. Bryson DeChambeau, all one shot off the lead as well. Mark Hubbard, Ryan Armour, Richie Wierenski, they are one shot back. Kevin Kisner, Sepp Strack, got two shots off the lead. Canadian content side of things, Adam Hadwin is at eight under par. He is four shots off the lead, and I know a couple missed the cut. David Hearn, Michael Gligic, unfortunately, won't be around for the weekend. But on the Canadian side of things, some good news here on the Corn Ferry Tour. This could be a big weekend for Canadian golf. Taylor Pendrith, just one shot off the lead at TPC Colorado Championship at Huron Lakes, the Corn Ferry Tour. Adam Svensson as well, Canuck, he is T10, just five shots off the lead. And Bob, we mentioned Taylor Pendrith off the top. He's a fascinating story, isn't he? Because, you know, he sort of came out and, and uh, played in the Canadian Open, I want to say 2010, 2011 in that time frame, and then battled some injuries, including an injury in his thumb or his palm, if I remember correctly. Is that right? 
That's right. So uh, you know, he was he was always a well-regarded uh, um, amateur. He uh, he went to school at the same time and was roommates with Corey Connors, and actually still bunks down at his place sometimes down in Florida when he's when he's down there. They uh, uh, Mallory and Corey uh, used to call him their their little boy in the basement. But um, they uh, you know he he hit the ball always hit the ball so far, and I remember him playing the Canadian Open alongside Adam Hadwin and I asked Adam about I said what's it like to to see him hit that ball so far and he Adam's word was disturbing was the <laughs> way he put it so uh Taylor Pendrith is hitting it as far as Bryson DeChambeau let's put it that way if you look at some of the the mileage that uh that that he's got on on his stats page it's it's pretty remarkable how far but you're right he's been suffering through a number of injuries but one primarily was in the palm of his hand and it's uh it's one of those ones where you know, you, you think it's healed, and then you go back out and try and play, and you can re-injure it. So you sort of have to let it heal, and then when you think it's healed, wait another, like another month or so to get it mm-hmm. to the point. Uh, that's the way he described it to me. But last year was a great year for him. He played super well on the Mackenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada, got his, uh, his uh, advance papers to go up to the uh, Corn Ferry Tour, and, uh, and he's, he's been doing some, some pretty good things there so far. He just really hasn't been able to string four rounds together. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at his scores, man, they, he, he can post some low ones out there. And it goes back to when I said they were at Kent State. Um, you know, the, the, the people at Kent State, the coaches there, some of them thought that, Corey, that, uh, that Taylor Pendrith would be on the PGA Tour before Corey Connors was, mm. just because of the way he uh, he hits the ball. But he may, he'll probably get there, and it'll be nice to see them all up there. And then you'll have uh, Hughes, Connors, and and Pender, three uh, Kent State grads from Canada, all uh, all playing together. Yeah, you mentioned the driving distance. He's only he's only averaging 351 yards on average <laughs> this week. So Bob, you know what? It's safe to say that Taylor Pendrith is hitting bombs. Out there. Yes. <laughs> uh, but before we go to hour two here, it seems like you're on the air 24/7 doing things for TSN.ca, Sports Center, Golf Talk Canada. Obviously, anything up in the works for you on TSN.ca, whether golf or I, th- I believe I saw something on the curling side of things. No. Yeah, I did a little interview with Glenn Howard this week. We, I've sort of been doing a weekly interview with some of the top curlers to figure out where curling is going to go as well. And it's a sport where. Obviously, it's very different from golf. It's played indoors, and you know when you're sweeping, you're very connected to another player. So maybe making some transitions there. But um, also, uh, yeah, this week, you know, this week I'm going to do a story on kind of checking in with how the recreational uh, level of golf is doing and how courses are adjusting to the different protocols and the gradual slow opening of things like having a drink on the patio afterwards or uh, being able to ride two in a cart and things like that. So we we did a lot of coverage of that at the start when when things were getting started. Now we're going to do a check-in and, and see how people are making out. Looking forward to seeing it. You can catch all of Bob's stuff on TSN.ca, SportsCenter, Golf Talk Canada. Follow him on Twitter at BobWeeksTSN. Well, this has been a fun hour one here on Golf Talk Canada. Coming up after the break, our new segment, Stardom, Sit'em. This is GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. 
Welcome back inside the back nine here on Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully alongside Bob Weeks. Mark Sacchino is going to be joining us in about half hour time now. He is on location covering the Rocket Mortgage Classic in person in Detroit right now. So looking forward to hearing what it has been like covering that tournament in person. And today, Bob, it's a big day for our friends in the South. The happy 4th of July for those in the United States. A wild time in the world right now, but happy 4th of July. Bob, have you been in the States at all for a 4th of July in the past? Uh, I'm sure I have. I can't quite remember. It's been a while if I have been, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's a big celebration. It's, um, you know, Canada Day is a big celebration, but I think the Americans always try to they're they're very good at waving the flag and and cheering for the home team kind of stuff. So it's a big celebration down there. I can remember being there one time with the fireworks and some. I want to say somewhere on like Myrtle Beach or somewhere down there. And it the the fireworks went on. It felt like it went on for an hour. <laughs> it was quite a display. <laughs> Never forget that. Yeah. Well, happy fourth, all those to our friends in the south uh, tuning in. Uh, hopefully, you guys can enjoy the day and uh, go from there. Okay, Bob. Before we go to our start of Sidham. A couple different points. I was watching the, the broadcast yesterday and a couple different things that caught my eye that I wanted to bring up with you. Um, one thing, players who, sh- who shot four under this week, Thursday and Friday, they're not around anymore. They missed the cut. We talked on Thursday's show just about how good these guys are, how good the gameplay has been during this COVID resuming a play. But four under and missing the cut, that just seems a little weird to me. What do you think? It's been, uh, I mean, it's been record scoring, or certainly year over year, they've just been the scoring has been remarkable in terms of what uh, players have been shooting out there. And I think some of it is conditions. Um, you know, some of it's time of year. In certain cases, like for instance at Heritage, you know, they weren't they they wouldn't normally play it at that time of year. We discussed that I think with Mark talking about the differences in the wind. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's hard to know. It's <laughs> just what's what's the, the week over week over week of how good these guys are playing, and um, and and it's it's simply amazing to me to watch a guy like Webb Simpson or Bryson DeChambeau or Matthew Wolf and see them rolling in the birdies week after week. And uh, man, it's it's I find it fun to watch. I know a lot of people sit there and go they'd rather have a U.S. Open. I always like it when guys are making birdies and going low. Yeah, I'm with you there, and you know, to the U.S. Open's point, as long as they they don't push it too far and and essentially you know burn out the greens, I, I I'm all for watching guys go low and and that sort of thing. Uh, and one other thing before you get to start, said him, one of the holes at the at uh, where they're playing this week, it's 634 yards, the par five fourth hole. When only a very small percentage of players are reaching that green in two, it's essentially turning into a wedge contest. Is there a par five that's too long? You know, like Bryson hit driver and flushed a three wood, and I believe he was one of three guys to only hit the green in two on Friday. But is, are there par fives that are, quite frankly, too long and just turn it into wedge contest? What do you think? Uh, no, not really, because I think there's still there's still some necessary talent to hit a good wedge shot, right? I mean, right. if you look at, at some of the guys who are big hitters, some of them are not generally, in a general sense, or are never usually that good with their wedges. That's I'm, I'm really being a generalist there. Bryson mm-hmm. is very good. Is can be very good, but he's he's his his uh, stats on the wedge play are pretty poor. So I think I think it really kind of opens up um, some some different talent for different 
different players and you have to find some different skills than just bashing it down there. So I don't mind seeing that. Uh, it's something different. If every par five is reachable in two, then I, I'm, which most of them are these days, at least by the top hitters, then I think it becomes uh, a little bit boring. And I'd like to see some of that risk reward go in there on certain cases where a guy may say, look, I've got, if I can't get there in two, maybe I'll lie back a bit with my second shot as opposed to trying to, trying to get there all the time. So there's some strategy involved as well. Certainly some strategy involved. I know on Thursday, Ricky Fowler hit three wood off the tee. You could hear him on the broadcast ask his caddy, can we get there in two? And his caddy said, nope. So Ricky <laughs> Fowler just hit three wood and played yeah. it up as a three-shot hole. So uh, yeah, that's a very good point. Different strategy for different players. Okay, time now for Stardom Sidham. This is a segment we do every Tuesday and Saturday right here on Golf Talk Canada. Let's run through our Stardom Sidhams that we had and we made earlier this week, starting with Mark not his best week for stardom sit him. Patrick Reedy was starting sitting Jason Day and Bob. They are both in their hotel rooms all day today, or they won't be on the golf course anyway. They both missed the cut. For you, mm. Doc Redman, who had the lead for a portion of our Thursday show, he is T11. He is right in the mix. And on the sit side of things, you picked Will Gordon. He missed the cut. Bob, you are brilliant. You guessed that correctly. Uh, for me, I started Terrell Hatton. He is T11. I sat Nate Lashley, the defending champion. He also missed the cut. So on the stardom synthesis side of things, at this point, Bob, we're actually tied right now because we have one player who's T11 and one player who's missed the cut. Wow, look at that. I, I'm actually happy that I've got... I've got something going in the uh, in this game. I have not been very good so far, but, but so it's nice to have some uh, some positivity of my results. It certainly is. Okay, so for the weekend here, we got 36 holes to go. Let's start on the stardom side of things. Who are you putting in your lineup today? Okay, I'm going to put, uh, I, I tried to sort of avoid the real obvious guys and stuff, so yep. I'm going to put in uh, Ryan Armour, who is currently tied mm -hmm. for third. And uh, Armour has had a good little run lately, finished tied for sixth last week. He went 67, 66, 68, 64 last week, and that put him to uh, 15 under par and if you combine that with the 11 under par right now that's 26 under par in his last six rounds he's 69 64 so uh, I think this guy's holding a hot hand right now so I'm gonna I'm gonna try and ride that one out I like that play too it's someone you know someone tuning into this show who who wants to you know put him in the fantasy lineup or maybe throw a couple dollars on him that's that's a name that he's he's not a quote-unquote household name like some of these guys are but as you said rounds of 69 64 and you know we mentioned driving distance this week he's averaging under 270 yards off the tee wow. so it, it's crazy to think how it works for different players bryson's averaging 346 webb in that 295 and ryan armor's dialed it down even more uh, to 270 for me bob this week i tried to do the same thing you did and not pick Bryson or pick someone who's one shot off the lead. I'm going with someone who's a little further back. Michael Thompson. He's at seven mm. under, five shots back. T8 at RBC Heritage. T46 at the Travelers. During this restart, eight of his ten rounds have been in the 60s, including the two this week. And during his third round, he's 50th on the PGA Tour in scoring average, just over 69 during his third rounds. Michael Thompson. This might be a bit of a bold pick. Five shots off the lead, but hey, Dustin Johnson last week after 36 holes, he put it, he put the pedal down and went on to win, obviously. So uh, this might be a bold pick, but I'm putting my foot down. Michael Thompson's my stardom. 
All right. Well, we'll see. He's uh, he's a talented player who I always thought might uh, might sprout up sometime soon. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think it could be a good one for you. Yep. And and for, and for you, uh, let's go to the sit-em side of things. Who are you benching for this weekend? All right. I've, I actually picked a guy who's who's not playing too bad this week. JJ Spawn is tied for eleventh. He's sixty-six, sixty-nine through two rounds. But if you go back to the last two tournaments he's played, uh, he played at Heritage and he shot seventy-two, sixty-seven to miss the cut. And then last week at Travelers, uh, 78-69, he finished 7 over par. And he's he's barely found something a little bit uh, for this week because he's obviously playing better. He's T11. But I'm not sold that he's figured it all out. We'll see what happens when he gets into the weekend rounds here. It's nice to see him um, get into the weekend. He's a McKenzie Tour guy for uh, a little a little spell. So uh, he's a nice guy. But uh, but I'm going to put him on the bench for uh, for this weekend. Okay, okay. JJ Spawn on the bench for Bob. Uh, for me, I have elected to sit Matt Wallace. He is nine under, three shots off the lead. And look, just looking at some of his stats here on the PGA Tour, he's 159th in third round scoring average. In Oof. final round, he gets even worse, 183rd. Uh, in his final round scoring average, his, some of his stats are just a little squirrely. 217th this year in greens and regulation, 167th in strokes gained putting, and more on a recency bias, three rounds in the 60s at the RBC Heritage, but then went on to shoot a final round 77. He also has an 84 on a card earlier this year as well on the PGA Tour. I just I don't think he can keep it together here for for four rounds. Hopefully he can prove me wrong. But Matt Wallace, Bob, he is going on my bench for the weekend. Bold picks, bold picks by all of us here, by both of us. Bold picks by all. Okay, Bob. Before we let you go, we got thirty six holes to go here. We'll start on the PGA Tour. Do you think the incredible bulk can finally get it done? He's had to sit. This is very likely will be a seventh straight top ten. He says he's playing with his B game right now. He's hitting some absolute bombs out there, and and he's not really making any putts, but or making many putts, I should say. Do you think this is the week Bryson can get it done? Uh, I'm not confident in that, just because of what he was saying in that clip we played earlier in the broadcast, where he said he was sort of hitting it off the heel and missing some shots right. And you know, I think the way he, how far he hits it, if he, if, as long as he doesn't get stuck behind a tree or something, he can get away with a lot of things that a lot of other players can't. But I haven't seen something yet that that tells me he's going to be uh, with his A game come the weekend. I hope I'm wrong, but uh, but I'm going to put. Uh, I, I think Webb Simpson's a better pick than Bryson DeChambeau right now. Yeah, I agree with you as well. And and someone we actually haven't spoken about really at all during this broadcast, and we spoke about a lot of, a lot about him during Thursday's broadcast is on the Canadian side of things. Adam Hadwitt, sixty seven, sixty nine. He is four shots off the lead. And I, I you mentioned that you'd spoken to him briefly. I want to say, Bob, um, what uh, any insight from him uh, during his or for his performance at the Rocket Mortgage? Yeah, I spoke to him after his round on Thursday, and he said, you know, he's really he's really feeling good about the way he's hitting the ball. He said. The first two tournaments he played, he liked the way he hit it. There was a couple of little hiccups, but uh, he's hitting a ton of fairways. I think he's only missed one, maybe one fairway in each round. Uh, so driving the ball well, that gives you lots of opportunities. He's a good iron player, so he's been putting them in there. But I think that uh, I think he's uh, confident with where his game is right now, and if he can see a couple more putts go in the hole, then uh, then he may be around for uh, for a little challenge on Sunday, which would be, of course, the fourth week in a row. We had Corey Connors the first two week in, weeks and Mac Hughes last week, so uh, Canadian golfers uh, really performing well so far in this restart. 
and three Canadian golfers in the top 100 for the first time ever in the official world golf ranking. And a 101, Nick Taylor, who will be in the field next week at Muirfield. So there could be four in the top 100 here pretty soon. Adam Hadwin rounds of 67, 69, as you mentioned, the accuracy. 85% off the tee, hitting 86% of his greens and going to driving distance. 294.8 thus far. And don't forget, Bob, as well, you can see the third and fourth round of the, of the Rocket Mortgage Classic on TSN and CTV2. That is the home. We are the home of golf in Canada. Well, Bob, really appreciate all your time this morning, your insight. Uh, good luck on the golf course when you get out there tomorrow morning and hopefully Monday and Tuesday. And we will speak again for our Golf Talk Canada video podcast a little later this week. Sounds good. Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. Okay, that is Bob Weeks. Follow him on Twitter at Bob Weeks TSN. Watch him on SportsCenter, TSN.ca. The man never stops working. Well, on the other side, we gave away six dozen TP5, TP5X picks golf balls. We're going to learn more about that product from TaylorMade's Mike Fox. That's coming up next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, was brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back. Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here. Mark Skino is going to be joining us in our next segment. He's currently in Detroit covering the Rocket Mortgage Classic in person. We just mentioned Golf Away Tours there. It was awesome to have TJ Rule from Golf Away Tours on the show on Thursday. Looking forward to a sweet little trip to Pebble Beach coming up next March. Well, earlier in the show, as a part of 20 weeks of TaylorMade, we gave away six dozen TP5 picks golf balls to bradley troy from kawartha lakes if you didn't hear it before you heard it now bradley troy from kawartha lakes is this week's winner next week we're giving away a milled grind two wedge on 20 weeks of TaylorMade. all you have to do follow us on twitter follow us on instagram and you're in a draw every week to win some great TaylorMade product at the end of the year we are giving away a full custom set of TaylorMade gear at TaylorMade hq uh, it's a very, very fun experience to get fit by TaylorMade and uh, Bradley Troy, six dozen golf balls. So congratulations, Bradley. Well, I mentioned those golf balls and there's a pretty fascinating story behind them. Let's learn more about these golf balls. Here's Bob with TaylorMade's Mike Fox. All right, Mike, let's talk a little bit about uh, golf balls for TaylorMade. And it's really a story about building on the success that you enjoyed and have built up with TP5 and TP5X. How, uh, how gratifying is it to see that ball start to capture market share? Man, for the last three years, TP5 and 5X has been the hottest tour ball in the world. No one has grown as much in that tour ball category as we have with that product. 
And when you look at a product like the 5 and 5X when we originally launched in 2017, that product was truly 10 years in the making. To take five layers over those 10 years of development to where that 5 and 5X really has now come to has been an amazing journey. And to see the success it's been having with market share growth and more people coming back and buying dozens and dozens and dozens one after another and the new people switching it every day is really an amazing thing to watch. And that movement that's happening out in retail is the same thing that's happening on tour. We spent most of the year with six of the top 11 players in the world using our golf ball. Jason Day, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fowler this year, as well as numerous others. And to have those guys playing our products and have a tour staff like that supporting it is really like nothing else going on. And that same movement is, is happening everywhere, and it's really cool to watch. And I understand Canada's a particularly good market for TV5, TV5X. Just like with everything else, Canada continues to be a trendsetter, and it's no different when it comes to the golf balls. And for you guys in Canada, we've had success with golf balls beyond what the rest of the world has. Honestly, Canada has the largest um, playing population of golfers anywhere in the world. You have a larger percentage of people considering themselves golfers than anywhere else. And honestly, you have lower handicaps than almost anywhere else in the world. So you've been able to identify better performing product faster than almost anywhere else in the world in, in addition. And seeing that trend and only that continue to grow to where we become one of the top balls and some of the largest retailers in the world, but also in Canada, it has really been a huge success story. So to be able to have the rest of the world follow your lead, lead couldn't be more exciting than us. Well, on behalf of all Canadians, thank you for that. <laughs> and I understand thank that you. there's some, some growth for TP5 and TP5X in terms of uh, some new things you're bringing out. Yeah, as much success as we've had with 5 and 5X, one of the fastest growing trends in golf right now is in the non-white golf ball space. Things like yellow products and things like visual technology with picks is a core focus and strategy for us moving forward. And going into next year, we're going to take our TP5 and 5X products and offer them in a new high visibility yellow finish. A significant portion of our business is now in this non-white golf ball category and be able to offer a yellow version of our 5 and 5X is really a, a big deal. Um, be able to create an easier to see product that's as durable as we can possibly make it. And this construction that, as you guys know, is the best performing one we can possibly make it is really a huge opportunity for the golfer out there. And then uh, picks is also another area where you're getting some growth, and you had some helping hand from uh, from Ricky Fowler. Tell us that story and, and about picks in general. Yeah. So as I mentioned, visual technology is a core focus and strategy for TaylorMade moving forward. And we've learned a lot over the last year with the selling of TP Picks product, TP5 Picks product, the original generation. And when we originally launched Pix, it was about creating products that were easier to see. But over the last year of selling it and three years of making, we've learned a lot. But we've learned just as much in the working with Ricky Fowler over the last year of starting the signing process. What I mean by that is when we first started signing Ricky Fowler, and we introduced them to the entire line of golf balls. When he saw Picks for the first time, him and his team immediately gravitated towards it. You know, we all know Ricky fashion, performance, that, that's him. He immediately was into it. But he had ideas on how to make it better. And over the last year, it's been a true collaboration between Ricky and ourselves to make this next generation PIX product for 2020 something like the world has never seen. The new generation PIX product is not just going to have multicolor, 12 evenly spaced images to be easier to see, like the prior generation, but it's also going to have something we call clear path alignment. This is something that Ricky was incredibly involved in. What we did is we took these 12 evenly spaced images and we found this clear path right through the center. 
And what we did is we took the TaylorMade logo, and where you normally would see another TaylorMade logo on the other side, you're only going to see one. And for the first time ever, we took the product stamp, TB5 and 5X, and aligned it with the TaylorMade brand stamp. So when you line up this product on the putting green and you roll that golf ball, you see this perfect black line through the center. And for Ricky, he's consistently one of the best putters on the PGA Tour. And anything that would help him get better feedback where it matters most was something he was incredibly interested in, but something the average golfer could really benefit from as well. Let's move on to tour response and uh, another great story and a, and a new story for you guys yeah. this year. Tell us about it. So, tour response for us is as big an opportunity as I think there is in golf. There's rare within golf where we see as big a parity between this product and the competition as we're seeing with Tour Response and other products and the price point. And really the reason for that is Tour Response is specifically designed for, for all golfers but with Tour technology. And when I say Tour technology, I primarily mean the cash urethane cover that's on this golf ball. We all know cash urethane, thermoplastic urethane, but urethane as a material is used on all Tour products out there. PGA Tour, Champions Tour, Canadian Tour. If you're a professional golfer, you're using a urethane golf ball. It's the industry standard when it comes to what creates the best performing product. It's like titanium faces on drivers. For the first time, we're creating a product at an average price point that utilizes cash urethane. We're the only OEM that's gonna be doing something like this. The reason the best players in the world use urethane, it's softer, it's more durable, but primarily it creates significantly more spin. You look at these cover peels, these are Ionomer or Serlin products, incredibly rigid. You look at a urethane product, it's, it blows in the wind. It's incredibly soft. And what that does is it helps stick in the faces of the groove, stick in the grooves on the face of a club to generate more spin, significantly more spin, thousands of RPMs more spin. Typically when we talk about differences in golf balls or golf clubs, it's a few yards here, it's a mile an hour there. To talk about thousands of RPMs of difference between urethane products and Serlin Ionomer products is as big a parity difference as there is. And the Tour Response product is truly the only product offering 100% cash urethane from an OEM at that really value, or the more valued price point. And the performance you're going to get is, is unlike anything else out there. If you are worried about a price point, though, there is a ball for you out there in, in, in the response family. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? As much as, obviously, urethane creates better performance and, and we believe in wholeheartedly and is going to create the biggest difference for consumers when trying to generate spin around the green, there is just there is truly a price barrier for some golfers, and we still want to create better performance for really all player types at all price points. And the soft response product that's in the response family offers that performance benefit for the golfer looking to spend a little bit less. Soft response is truly about maximizing distance for the average player. It has a unique extended flight dimple pattern on it that keeps that golf ball in the air longer at lower ball speeds and lower spin rates. Typically when you hear about average players, they say, hey, you need more spin to keep the ball in the air. But more spin is going to create more drag that's going to hinder your distance. So we really solved the initial problem, which was the issue of drag and lift. Our unique dimple pattern, which is a shallower U-shaped design with sharper edges, extends the flight of the product at lower ball speeds and lower spin rates to keep that ball in the air longer to maximize distance for that average swing speed player. And it's really an amazing product to maximize performance for that golfer that's just not as necessarily in that premium price point.
it's a great lineup, great story all around. Congratulations. No, Bob, thank you so much. We couldn't be more excited to continue the momentum of really what's been an incredibly run for the last three years. Great stuff from Bob and Mike Fox from TaylorMade. On the other side, Mark Sacchino joining the show. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here, and now we're joined by the man we've been speaking about all morning. Mark Sakino now joins us from Detroit, covering the Rocket Mortgage Classic for PGA Tour Radio. Mark, how are you this morning? Skulls, I'm good. I'm dragging my butt, man. It has been a hard grind this week. I, I tell you, it is so hot down here, and just there's very little breeze. Um, mm-hmm. And it has been hard getting around the golf course this morning, uh, or sorry, this week, I should say. This morning, I'm just looking out my window here from the 57th floor of the Marriott at the Re- Renaissance Center, where they've got us in the PGA Tour bubble. And uh, again, not a breath of wind again right now today. Another steamy day, going to be over 90 Fahrenheit. It, it's uh, It's been a tough grind, but fun to watch some good golf, man. It, the birdies keep flying each week. Every I don't know what's going on in this reboot, but insane uh, amount of scores under par again for for two days here. It really has been insane how low the guys have been going and continue to go. We're going to get to that momentarily, but you mentioned the PGA Tour bubble. You're on the 57th floor at the hotel. This is your first time in person, on location, covering an event uh, in this uh, restart. Just how different has it been thus far? Um, it's been it's been absolutely bizarre. Uh, mm-hmm. it, now, I, 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 you feel safe. I will say that I, I don't right. feel I don't feel threatened or unsafe or anything like that. So that's a good thing. But but it's very eerie. There there is not a lot of people around. Um, never mind the lack of spectators on the golf course. That's a bizarre experience. But let let's just start with the hotel experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only people really in this hotel are people connected or working with the PGA Tour. There are players staying here, media staying here, uh, you know, engineers, etc. For PGA Tour Live and and, and CBS, um, you can't move more than you know, Santa. With some social distancing with very spread out tables, etc. If you want to, you know, get, try to order in some food or, or bring some of your own food downstairs and eat it there. So it's very, it's very controlled, very contained. Get to the golf course, same thing. Uh, very specific areas you can be and not be. 
Um, everyone in a mask. The only people that are allowed to not wear a mask other than players and caddies are broadcast media. If you're not broadcast media, you need a mask. So if you're a writer or covering uh, covering the event from another uh, any other type of paper or, or magazine or digital outlet, etc., you need to have a mask on. So only if you're on a live broadcast of some kind, whether it be either TV or us, obviously the only two, uh, we're the only ones that are allowed to not be in a mask. And that's only once we get out to the golf course. If we're in the TV compound, we need a mask on, etc. Um, it's very bizarre where you're out there, though, Adam, because it's yeah. so quiet. It is so quiet that, and you know, I'm an energetic guy. And when you're calling radio, it's different than TV. I mean, like, you need to bring it. You need to keep talking. You got to set the mood. When something exciting happens. You need to bring the energy up, etc. Very hard to do without a crowd there because, like, yesterday was a perfect example on the 16th hole. Uh, you know, Webb Simpson dunks one from the bunker for a birdie. It was on his only missed green of the day. And I, you know, I kind of lit up on the call. And, I mean, everybody on the golf course is staring at me. The whole group staring at me, the caddies, a couple of marshals. Like, normally I would be drowned out by, you know, 8,000 people or 10,000 people all cheering and clapping. Not yesterday. So it, it, is certainly, it is certainly strange. Yeah, certainly strange. I've been through a similar experience commentating, but only when I would do junior hockey and there'd be about four people staying around me. And I would, I would go full Rick Jenneret on the call and people are giving me the, what on earth are you? They're giving me the, the cold shoulder, like what on earth are you doing? But uh, it's certainly wild. I mean, on TV, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting to watch. The golf courses obviously look a little different with no grandstands around, but that sounds like a wild uh, experience. But most importantly, as you said, safety first. You guys feel very safe. That is good. Now, you mentioned Webb Simpson. You followed him on Friday. Pretty spectacular ball striking display. Tell us about what you saw from Webb. It might be the best ball striking performance I've, I've seen. One of them. You know, it's it's wow. up there with uh, DJ a couple of years ago at the Century Tournament of Champions when Dustin Johnson was turning par fours into par threes. This was a different display of ball striking. You know, not not DJ like in that sense. Webb's uh, long, but he ain't DJ top third on tour long. He's just you know sneaky long, maybe just longer than average out there, kind of hanging around that three hundred number. Um, you know, can certainly get to the par fives and whatnot, but he ain't going to dominate a golf course with power. But he dominated yesterday with just ball striking at him. It was crazy. It was pinpoint control on everything. He shoots 64 yesterday, eight under par. He makes eight birdies, no bogeys. He hits 17 of 18 greens. The one green he misses, he dunks it for the birdie, like we mentioned on 16. He hits 13 of 14 fairways. He only missed one fairway, and it was the final hole, the 18th hole, which has been having everybody's lunch all week, by the way. It's uh, that 18th hole. Uh, they've got it stretched out, and it has been the hardest hole on the golf course all week, and that was the only fairway he missed. So when you think of the 64, eight birdies, no bogeys, and you look at the fact that he missed six putts inside 10 feet, it's insane. I, I said on our post-game recap last night that, I, what I watched today was a 59 that turned into a 64 because he's 65th in strokes game putting. Like right now, Webb Simpson putting in, in web terms, very poor. 65th in this field and to be 12 under par, like that, those are not great Webb Simpson putting numbers. If he was putting just average right now, that probably would have been a 59, maybe a 60 yesterday. 
And if he was putting just average right now, he'd probably have a five to four shot lead uh, on this field. Uh, to, to miss that many putts inside 10 feet and still shoot 64, incredible. And you know what? That was the story on Thursday as well. You know, it was a story on Thursday. So, you know, uh, strokes, uh, a strokes gain approach to green. He's blowing the field away right now and his proximity to the hole is crazy. It seems like every time we look up at him, he's got a shot at a birdie from either, you know, 15 feet, 10 feet, 5 feet. If he gets that putter going today, look out. Yeah, look out for sure. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago after he won the RBC Heritage, we had the conversation about Webb Simpson being underrated. But if he wins this week, he could go to number two in the world. Pretty wild to think, Mark, that if he does get the victory, he'd be the highest ranked American player, isn't it? That's it. And again, we don't have, you know, it's, it's personality. Golf, golf's like any other sport. You and I say this all the time. Stars drive sports. And sometimes uh, certain, certain, certain things and certain players and style of play is sexier than others. And Webb Simpson is just, you know, he's just a straightforward. There's nothing flashy. There's a lot of vanilla with Webb Simpson in terms of, you know, comparing him to a Bryson DeChambeau, certainly a Matt Wolf, who are on this leaderboard. You know, Webb Simpson compared to those guys is extremely vanilla. They're Rocky Road. They're, you know, they're any color of the rainbow you like. Like that, you can go on forever about how different those two guys approach the game and and, and some of the things that are you know uh, unique about those players. Where mm-hmm. Webb Simpson just looks like this. You know, programmed. I don't want to call him robotic because he's such a nice guy. He's a great guy and he's a great person, but he just kind of goes about his way. Just you know, down the middle of the fairway, play it to the proper side of the flag. Little soft draw. It seems all the time everything's a little soft draw. He's not working crazy shots, crazy ball flights. Not hit. Not carrying it three forty three like we've seen from Bryson a couple <laughs> times this week. There's none of that going on. He's just a really nice guy, uh, you know, religious guy, big family guy. Um, and, you know, I think it's hard sometimes to, uh, from a media standpoint, to grind out the star that is Webb Simpson because he's not Dustin Johnson and he's not mm-hmm. Bryson DeChambeau and Rory McIlroy and, and those types of things. But at the end of the day, he leads the FedEx Cup. He's six in the world. To your point, he's going to have a chance to go to two in the world. If he does get it done, He'll be the only guy on tour this year with three victories if he wins this week. Uh, he'll probably take a stranglehold. He's already the leader in the, in the FedEx Cup points race, but if he wins, he's going to take a stranglehold on that number one position. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, the numbers tell us everything we need to know. It might not be the flashiest guy out there, but he's getting it done, and he seems super comfortable in his skin right now. Mm-hmm. He certainly does. And speaking about being comfortable in your own skin and you know doing things your own way, Bryson DeChambeau. Before we talk about his game, have you seen him in person and up close? Is it almost startling at just how much bigger he is? Yeah, it's so. It was weird because I I've seen him a bunch of times this week up close, mm-hmm. and it's like he's just gotten wider. If that makes any, any <laughs> yep. sense, I mean, like every part of his body has just gotten thicker and wider. It's like a and like 55 pounds of even distribution. It, it, it is unbelievable. And he is just, the some of the numbers he's hitting this week and some of the lines he's taking at him is, is like nothing I've, you know, I've ever seen really before. It's obscene. Did you see his daily diet, the breakfast? <laughs> yeah. 
Or yeah, so actually, basis, yeah. Yeah, yeah on Thursday. Sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say on Thursday, <laughs> on Thursday, we uh, Bob and I played that audio of uh, when he went through his diet. And uh, hilarious, crazy yeah. to think that a human being can eat that every day. Every day. And, you know, I, I, I think he takes in, in just protein shakes. He takes three protein shakes a day on the golf course as well. And they are like jammed up protein shakes. These are not, you know, these are not a little tiny protein shakes that, you know, you pop in at yeah. 200 calories. These are like four or five hundred, 600 calorie pr- protein shakes. He's chugging three of them. He's, he's, he's 1,500 to 2,000 calories just in protein shakes on the golf yeah. course and around. It's insane. And, and, but he's fun to watch. I don't know if you saw the uh, 14th hole uh, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I believe it was Thursday. Uh, 14th hole. The breeze has been uh, pretty consistent. I uh, don't have today's weather report yet, but the breeze has been pretty consistent. It's just a light breeze. Nothing more than mm-hmm. that. But it's coming, it's coming out of the north. And both par fives of Detroit Golf Club play, uh, play south to north, same direction. So it plays into that breeze on the back nine, both Bryson DeChambeau on Thursday hit uh, driver nine iron into that par five, made eagle. Uh, that's a five, it was playing 562. 562 yard par five into a five mile per hour breeze. He hit driver nine iron, made the putt for an eagle. Like, uh, these are just numbers that really don't make sense when you break that down. It's pretty, it's wild to see how he's doing it and just how accurate he's been too. You know, some guys are trying to ramp up the club head speed and just start hitting foul balls left, right, and center. We talk about Phil Mickelson all the time. Yes, he hits bombs, but sometimes the bombs aren't straight bombs. They're errant bombs, but good for Bryson DeChambeau. Looks to very likely he'll have his seventh straight top 10 finish if he can keep this going. Now he just needs a victory. And speaking of victories, Matthew Wolf, another guy up there. He hasn't had a top 10 since his victory last July. Uh, it's been a, a rocky road for Matthew Wolf in the last 11 or 12 months. But uh, Mark, he's not one, another one of these young guys who can really you know, go on a run if he gets hot, right? Yeah, you know... He was talking about uh, some of the struggles and and, and 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 trying to get it back. A lot of it's been with his iron play. His iron play is, has really been struggling, and a big part of the reason why you know he has had just a rough go as of late. And that's what kind of clicked this week for him, especially yesterday. It was his iron play that. Yeah, that you know, that really kind of got him back on track. So, uh, the missing piece of the puzzle is certainly there for the first couple of days, and, and certainly yesterday. So, if you can keep that iron play going, look out. And it's funny that you know, Adam, like we talked about Detroit Golf Club. We, you know, you would never call this golf club a bomber's paradise, but look at this leaderboard: Matt Wolf, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Seamus Power hits it a mile. Uh, you know, not that Webb Simpson and Chris Kirk, okay, they're, they're maybe not the longest in the world, but uh, they're certainly, you know, Webb Simpson hitting out their 300, Chris Kirk, et cetera. This, is, this leaderboard in the fir- top three positions, until you get to, like, obviously Hubbard and Armour, you know, you wouldn't consider them uh, huge bombers, et cetera. But I, I'm trying to figure out why the, the bombers are having so much success here because it doesn't line up for me. I asked Seamus Power this yesterday. I didn't have a chance to ask the Shamble or Wolf this question, but I asked Seamus Power this question in the post round yesterday, and he he explained it uh, in two ways. He said uh, a lot of the bunkers are at uh, 280 to 290, 
and they, they just hit it so bloody long, it, they can take those bunkers completely out of play. It doesn't affect them. And the other thing he mentioned is what I said to you uh, earlier when we were talking about the shambles, that most of the par fives are going to play into a breeze, which makes it harder for some of these guys. They're, they're squeezing driver off the deck. Mark, Mark Hubbard on 17 yesterday had to squeeze driver off the deck to try to give himself a chance to get there in two, and a lot of the guys are just saying, okay, well, it's a three-shotter for me. Uh, those, you know, that that's not the case for those previously mentioned Wolf and Power and Shamble. So, um, at first glance, this golf course does not look like it sets up for somebody like that. But when you start to dig into the fine points like that, and you hear these guys and the way they talk about it, it starts to make sense. They just, you know, kind of like Tiger's uh, formula at St Andrews. What bunkers? I just take it over all those bunkers. They're never in play, and that's kind of what's happening here. Okay, it's funny. You just mentioned him right there. Tiger Woods, another Friday at 5 Eastern and another no-show for Tiger next week at Muirfield. Bob and I were speculating on Thursday's show, and Bob actually heard some things that maybe Tiger would play next week and just go back-to-back at Muirfield. What's your level of surprise that no Tiger next week uh, at Muirfield? None. Zero. I I honestly, if he had to play back-to-back at Murfield, I would have just stopped trying to guess anything the rest of the year because I I would have been so far off. My gut on this entire thing has always been uh, he plays Memorial, and we don't see him again until the PGA. I I think he skips the FedEx Cup, uh, uh, FedEx St. Jude Classic, WGC event. I don't think we see him there. I think we see him at Memorial, and we don't see him again to the PGA. And and if he doesn't play Memorial, if he skips Memorial, there's a good chance we don't see him until the PGA. That he just says, I'm not playing golf for the PGA, which is absolutely ridiculous. But, hey, you know, like this is the way it is with Tiger. He's very, you know, it's frustrating. He's secretive. He doesn't let us in on his plan. He doesn't tell us anything. He looked healthy at the uh, charity match. He looked great, actually, at the charity match. But the one thing we... I guess need to remember is, you know, the charity match, sleeping in his own bed, it's just one round of golf, and he's driving around in, in a cushy golf cart. You know, uh, last time I looked, they don't give you the cushy golf carts on the PGA Tour. So um, we don't know. You know, this is a guy who didn't play the Players' Championship, skipped the players, which might as well, again, you know, it's, it's practically a major. So if you're willing to pull the plug on the players, to me, there's no guarantees at all. So I'd really like to know how his back's doing. I wish he'd, he'd say something and let us know how he feels, how he, has he been practicing. I want to know, you know, is he confident in his back for this stretch through August and September, which is going to be a busy stretch of golf for him? He's telling us nothing, so I can only go on what we've seen. And what we've seen is a Tiger that skipped the players. So mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, there are no guarantees with Tiger Woods, zero. And I think he's going to play Memorial. But if he doesn't play Memorial, I still wouldn't be that shocked. And I don't think we'll see him till the PGA. I think that might be the only single one right now that you can lock in is the PGA Championship. You know, my money is Memorial and PGA, Adam. But the only one I think you guarantee is PGA. Yeah, it's, it, the curious case of Tiger Woods uh, continues. Hopefully we see him at Muirfield, uh, and then uh, if not, uh, the PGA Championship for sure. Well, uh, Mark, really appreciate your time this morning. Uh, good luck on the call uh, for the final two rounds in Detroit, and we'll see you this week for the Golf Talk Canada video podcast. And Tuesday Radio, I'll see you. And Tuesday Radio, Golf Talk Canada, we're never off the air now. And <laughs> Thanks, it's going to continue once we get back to TV. Thanks, Mark. Have a good one.
YouTube. That was, uh, that was Mark Zucchino. Follow him on Twitter at ZmanGTC. On the other side, we're going to wrap up today's show. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf, pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos, meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit Adidas.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here wrapping up this morning's show. It's been a fun one with Bob and Mark recapping the action through 36 holes of the Rocket Mortgage Classic where Webb Simpson and Chris Kirk are your co-leaders at 12 under par. Seamus Power, Matthew Wolf, the incredible bulk himself, Bryson DeChambeau, one shot off the pace. Canadian Adam Hadwin, the lone Canuck to make the cut. He is four shots off the lead. Speaking of Canadians, Corn Ferry Tour, Taylor Pendrith has a chance to get a victory today. It's ending on Saturday today at the TPC Colorado Championship. Let's hope for Taylor Pendrith. Just one shot off the lead as well. Adam Svensson, fellow Canuck, also in the mix at T10. Well, this has been another fun edition of Golf Talk Canada. We'll see you this week on the Golf Talk Canada video podcast and on Tuesday for Golf Talk Canada. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Adidas Golf, pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos, meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit adidas.ca. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network.